How do we know that Moses didn't misinterpret God's word? Maybe we have a better understanding of the Torah in light of modern sensibilities. Welcome to the Transformative Daft. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 25 of Tractate Nadarim, and we learn that we were sworn to keep the Torah according to Moses' presentation of God's word. Hence, the five books of Moses. Welcome to the Transformative Dove, and thank you for being my Chavrusa today. I'd like to begin with a story. We're about to say our final farewells to Moshe Rabbeinu and cross over into the Promised Land. He stands before the assembly and declares, Today you shall make an oath to obey the laws of the Torah. Know that I do not administer an oath upon you according to your understanding, but according to my understanding and the understanding of the Omnipresent. What did Moshe mean? This is what he meant. Perhaps you will perform mitzvahs and say the oath was taken according to our understanding and interpretation. Therefore, he said to them, you take the oath according to my understanding. Let's look at the Gemara. We continue. What did his warning come to exclude? Does it not serve to exclude the possibility that they give the title of God to idolatry, implying that a person commonly takes an oath according to his own understanding? Says the Gemara, no, idolatry is also called God, as it is written, and against all the gods of Egypt. But he could have administered an oath to them with the words that you will fulfill the mitzvahs, the commandments. That could have implied the commandments of a mortal king, says the Gemara. So he could have administered an oath to them with the words that you will fulfill all the mitzvahs. But they might have concluded that this refers to tzitzis. As the master said, the mitzvah of tzitzis is equivalent to all the mitzvahs of the Torah then he should have administered an oath to them that you fulfill the Torah. But that phrase might imply only one Torah, the written Torah, not the oral Torah. So let him administer an oath that you fulfill the Torahs. But that could imply the Torah of the flower offering, the Torah of the sin offering, the Torah of the guilt offering, as the sacrifices are referred to. So let him administer an oath that you fulfill the Torah and mitzvahs. Says the Gemara, but the word Torahs could include... The Torah of the meal offering and mitzvahs could indicate the commandments of the king. So let him administer an oath that you fulfill the entire Torah. Answers the Gemara, the entire Torah could specifically indicate specifically the denial of idolatry as it is taught. Idolatry is so severe a sin that anyone who denies it is considered as though he acknowledges the truth of the entire Torah. Asks the Gemara and let him administer an oath that you fulfill idolatry and also fulfill the entire Torah. Or alternatively, 613 mitzvahs. Rather, Moshe, our teacher, used an expression that was not troublesome. Let's analyze the Gemara. This Gemara is the source of the concept of original intent. Let's explore the idea as it relates to modern law, and then we'll bring it back to its first appearance in our tradition. When it comes to explicating the law, a major dispute amongst legal theorists is whether the law should be defined in terms of what the authors intended, or whether it should be open to modern interpretation. Take the American Constitution, for example. Should we apply the law today the way the Founding Fathers intended back when they wrote it, or should we interpret it in light of modern ideas and sensibilities, i.e. the way we assume they would have applied it today? Our tradition already foresaw such a debate and made it clear that the Torah must be accepted and obeyed, not according to our interpretations, but according to God's will. And so when Moshe administers the oath of Torah commitment to the children of Israel, he makes them swear to keep the Torah not according to their understanding, but precisely according to the way he has taught it. But the most insightful clause that he inserts into the oath isn't about God, it's about Moshe himself. 
He makes the people swear to keep the Torah according to my understanding and the understanding of the omnipresent. Why does he need to add himself into the mix? Who is he to equate himself with the Almighty, and why wouldn't it have sufficed to exhort the people to obey the Torah according to God's instruction and interpretation? When it comes to adherence to Jewish tradition, there are four general approaches. Some Jews believe that mitzvahs are optional. Others will observe the mitzvahs even though they don't believe that they have a religious obligation. They do it simply because it's our tradition. Moving a little out of order on the religious spectrum, you have those who unquestioningly obey the Torah's commandments. That's the traditional approach. But then there's an approach in between that says the mitzvahs are binding, but may be reinterpreted in light of contemporary sensibilities. Adherents of this approach believe that God gave us the Torah, but they contend that the rabbis misinterpreted the divine word, God forbid. They'll make statements like, it's unfathomable to suggest that a kind-hearted, compassionate God could have authored such laws. In their opinion, man took God's word, interpreted it through his lens. Therefore, they feel that they are entitled to reinterpret the Torah through their own lens and arrive at what they believe God truly intended. That's where Moshe's warning and insistence come along. Just in case, says Moshe, you're willing to submit to the Torah the way God presented it, but you'll claim that I was the one who misinterpreted it. I'm administering an oath that makes it abundantly clear to you that you are to keep the Torah according to God's understanding and mine too. This commitment begins immediately following the crossing of the Red Sea. The Torah states, and they believed in Hashem and in Moshe his servant. And it's a principle of our faith throughout the generations that we trust our sages' understanding of the Torah. Mitzvah means commandment. Commandments aren't always easy to keep. If they were, they wouldn't be commandments. They'd be hobbies or leisure activities. Once we start tampering with the Torah's meaning, there's no end to how we could rewrite the Torah to match our own expectations and sentiments. But the Torah isn't secular law, it's God's law. And God's law is immutable, whether it sits well with us or not. While we might not always understand His ways, we have faith that everything that God commands is for our best. God loves us and has given us the guide to life. When we veer off that path thinking that we know better, ultimately it becomes clear that Hashem's directions were right all along. May you fulfill your divine mission according to the understanding of Hashem and His servant Moshe, wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Daf Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Daf Yomi global movement, there's something in the transformative Daf for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Daf with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe. To achieving a life of simcha and purpose, transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaic Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicopress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.